0: Hello, and welcome to the Alcahont Podcast, the podcast that says, I'll try to do better next year. My name's EJ. I'm Beth. And tonight, I'm going to start us off. Beth, with the New Year fast approaching, have you made any resolutions? No, I think they're dumb. You think they're dumb? Well, I too have made zero in the way of resolutions. However, the idea of New Year's resolutions actually dates back over 4,000 years, the ancient Babylonians were said to make them when they celebrated their new year, but that was in March. And that was actually when they planted their crops. It was the time of rebirth. Um, they also held this religious festival known as Akidu during which they crowned a new King or they swore loyalty to the current King. If they liked him, I guess. Otherwise you out here. <laughs> and they, uh, promised their gods that they would pay debts or return borrowed items and to break those promises would bring the wrath of the gods and bring them bad luck and stuff so you know
1: kind of miss that tradition with returning borrowed stuff
0: well that is kind of one of those things that we've gotten away from isn't it and then a little further on the romans started doing something similar when julius caesar changed the calendar to make january the first the new year is around 46 BCE. You know what BCE is.
1: No, I don't.
0: For, current era, you know, because you know the Anno Domini and the BC was confusing, so we got BCE. Yeah, never mind. Uh, January was named. I totally
1: didn't know that's what those stood for. <laughs> really. Mhm.
0: Okay. Well, it's not after died. Is that what you thought it was? Everybody thinks that like before Christ, after died.
1: Before Christ, after death.
0: Well, there'd be 30 years, 30-some years where nothing happened. We just (laughs) don't have a calendar. Sorry. No. Well, it's good. It's a really common thing. Glad I could help clarify that. January was named for Janus, the two-faced Roman god who inhabited doorways and, like, archways and stuff, anything you would pass through. And the Romans believed that Janus could look into both the previous year and the future. Thus... Brand new. Happy January. Uh, early Christians, though, they looked at the new year as an opportunity to consider past mistakes and resolve to do better in the future. And in 1740, John Wesley, he's the guy that founded Methodism, so be a Protestant, uh, started the Covenant Renewal Service, which is usually held on New Year's Eve or day one of the two basically it was a religious alternative to the wild new year parties that we like to attend oh yes Mm -hmm. that wasn't a buzzy thing uh it's also called the night watch service you know in some areas um it's actually still in practice today by evangelical protestant churches not all of them but some of them and the watch night service are spent praying and making resolutions nowadays Most resolutions focus on self-improvement instead of making promises to gods.
1: I'm going to lose so much weight.
0: Yep. And up to 45% of Americans admit that they make a resolution. Not me. However, only about 8% are successful. But, I mean, it's a tradition dating back over 4,000 years. It's not like anybody's going to stop. Now, in the U.S., we have the tradition of sharing a kiss At midnight. woohoo! And I was like, well, I wonder, are there some other traditions from around the world that maybe I'm unfamiliar with? Might be a little off the wall or different. And I found some really, really cool ones. I didn't list all the ones that I found here. I just listed some of the fun ones. The ones that might be worth a try. Okay?
1: I'm open-minded at the moment.
0: All right. So, in Spain, uh, when the clock strikes midnight, they try to stuff 12 grapes into their mouths at one time before yeah before the 12th chime and each grape represents a month of good luck
1: you're not supposed to chew them as you're
0: stuffing them i don't know i i didn't see that i huh. suppose you could just <laughs> stuff them in their grape juice all. can i down. pick
1: what kind of grapes i want to stuff in my mouth
0: well i suppose they would it's spain so probably they'd be from vineyards i suppose well
1: those are big grapes
0: well i think that's the point if they're like the size of just little tiny blueberries you're gonna fit them all and be like gonna have some more i'm gonna have three years of good luck
1: heck yeah play the system
0: okay here's here's probably one of my favorites in estonia they have a tradition and that tradition is eating between seven and 12 meals on new year's eve meals meals how cool is that
1: Oh, I feel bad for their toilets.
0: Oh. Well, in Estonia, 7, 12, and 9 are lucky numbers. And it's believed that the more meals that you eat, the more abundant the food will be the next year.
1: What ends a meal and begins a new meal?
0: They're hobbits. (laughs) I don't know. I I like the idea of having a second breakfast. You know, before dinner, dinner. In Denmark, they take their unused dishes... And they break them outside of friends' doors. And the bigger the pile of broken glass outside of a doorway, the more beloved they are to their friends. not.
1: Sounds kind of dangerous.
0: Well, they're not throwing them at you. I mean, they're just... But I think it's kind of fun. Breaking things is always fun, right? Heck yeah. In Bolivia, this one's for you, Beth. The color of your underpants determines your luck in the new year. Want to be lucky in love? Wear yourself some red underpants. But you uh, feeling some dire straits in your finances? Try out some yellow underwear. No, bring you some financial gains. And the Japanese ring all of their bells 108 times
1: 108. It's,
0: it's a Buddhist belief and it's said to it cause cleanliness. And they also smile through the stroke of midnight because it brings good luck
1: well they're not kissing if they're smiling
0: not at all in chile some families spend the night with their relatives that's nice they're dead relatives
1: at the cemetery
0: they sleep in cemeteries they have sleepovers in the cemeteries with the relatives
1: kind of cold where we live to do that
0: well you know in you know in the southern hemisphere it's summertime
1: I'll let them do that.
0: And lastly, my favorite, my favorite, favorite, favorite festival. And, you know, you said it'd be nice if we could just get back all our borrowed stuff and just have a clean slate start to New Year and whatever, right?
1: pretty sure I didn't say whatever. You
0: just did. Okay. Now I'm going to try and say the name of this village the Taka Nacoy festival in Peru. I'm down for this. This sounds perfect. At the end of December, people have fist fights.
1: You would like that.
0: They settle all the previous year's grievances with each other. You owe me $100. I
1: you know, I it. actually think I saw something about that on Facebook. Really? Yeah.
0: Well, after that, and it's all like kind of supervised. It it's was not two just...
1: women beating each other's asses.
0: <laughs> well... It's not just a huge street brawl, though. It's supervised by the police Uh, there. There was a
1: ring of people watching them do it. (laughs) and they're in
0: rings. And after they're done beating each other up and squaring up and having it out, it turns into a big drunken party. And it basically wipes the slate clean for the new year. So that's way better than singing old Lang Sy. (laughs) Um, I also have that weird New Year's tradition. It depends, though. You know, we haven't done this in a while, but my New Year's tradition used to be was after the bars gave out the champagne at midnight, I'd always make friends with the bartender and they'd always have glasses left over. And it was my personal goal to see how many of said glasses.
1: You don't even Uh, like champagne. Yeah,
0: but they'd always give it to me and I was like, oh yeah, hey, yeah, I'll take it because I'm drunk and this is awesome and it's free. And I was, you know, young (laughs) and foolhardy.
1: Now we stay at home and our goal for New Year's Eve is to be asleep when the New
0: Year rings in. That is a fact. Yeah. Happy New Year. (laughs) That's what we do. But that's really all of the New Year's stuff that I have. What have you got going on?
1: Well, listeners, we had an interesting Christmas this year. We have four children. Two of them blessed us. (laughs) with projectile vomiting over the Christmas holiday.
0: New bunk beds, kid on the top bunk. Think about this.
1: Kid upstairs, stairwell to get down to the bathroom.
0: Yeah, we had waterfalls. It was it was pretty swell.
1: So actually Lysol was on my brain.
0: Oh, are you talking about the feminine hygiene product?
1: Yeah, did not know that.
0: Really? Well, please proceed.
1: Um, the first Lysol brand antisept- antiseptic disinfectant was introduced in 1889 by Dr. Gustav Rappenstrotsch, <laughs> which I am totally not saying that He's right. like,
0: I am Gustav Rappenstrotsch. <laughs> Never mind. That's not cool. That's not funny. He'd be so mad and offended.
1: But it was introduced to help end a cholera epide- epidemic in Germany. And then in 1911... Um, An interesting fact was that Poisoning by drinking Lysol Was the most common means of suicide In Australia Crikey But then in 1918 The Spanish flu pandemic Broke out And Lysol was advertised as a Countermeasure to the Influenza virus
0: Now the Spanish flu pandemic That broke out not in Spain though right That broke out somewhere else didn't it
1: I didn't research that Okay Sorry. But the advertising provided tips for preventing the spread of the flu, such as washing sick rooms and everything that came in contact with the infected with the Lysol. Which, pretty dead on there.
0: Yeah. Thanks for MRSA, Lysol.
1: But then we get into the interesting. And according to crack.com, Lysol came out on the market in the 1920s and was listed as a feminine hygiene product and a form of birth control by the way of vaginal douching. Huge campaigns were run.
0: I, I can't imagine that that along the lines of the Coca-Cola douche. I just people will believe anything if there's advertising.
1: Well, by the time the American Medical Association called out the Lysol company, that the product had already been leading the, as the leading form of birth control from the 1930s to the 1960s.
0: Again, I think that advertising goes a long way.
1: Which, the interesting thing on it is the warning label on the can of Lysol today says, Do not spray on skin. And that the product is extremely flammable, and I know I don't want anything that is like that by my lady parts.
0: I've seen you spill some really, really high-proof alcohol on your lap. Don't don't tell me that, because...
1: I wasn't squirting it up where it don't belong.
0: <laughs> no, no. Well,
1: the reason for these Shots warnings... of Fireball
0: takes on a whole new definition, then.
1: Oh, babe. Yeah. <laughs> The reason for these warnings is because Lysol is a caustic poison. Um, If Lysol gets on your skin, it burns and itches terribly.
0: Oh. I'm clean, but I feel so dirty.
1: Well, when the American Medical Association put a stop to Lysol being used as a feminine hygiene product, what was left of the Lysol company was bought by the Sterling Drug Company in 1967. And the Sterling company took a closer look at Lysol and decided to remarket the product for its intended purpose as a cleaner and disinfectant. That's they for the clearly best. labeled the product as being highly toxic. But as a mother, Lysol is a very good friend. You can spray it. You can wipe it. It's great for killing diseases. Um, some innovations in the 1900s that came about with Lysol. In the 1930s, Lysol disinfectant liquid was introduced to drugstores and hospitals, which that entered the whole feminine hygiene era.
0: Yuck.
1: Um... But in 1962, Lysol Disinfectant Spray is released, which was with the aerosol cans, which was a new form of...
0: Kills 99.9% of bacteria.
1: Using the product. That
0: 0.1% is going to be a super bug. You're welcome, grandkids and great-grandkids.
1: Um, in 1968, Lysol Toilet Bowl Cleaner came out on the market, which who doesn't want to clean their toilet?
0: well it's a pretty dirty, nasty dirty Place toilet is something special
1: which we're just coming note, off of
0: christmas and
1: children cannot aim very well
0: well i was just thinking about the whole wrecking ball aspect of the christmas dinner and all that you know i mean our toilet's crying right now
1: yes um in 1985 lysol all-purpose cleaner was released and then in 1988, Lysol started shipping aerosol disinfectants to, hum- disinfectants to humid areas to combat lung rot. In 2000, Lysol disinfectant wipes were introduced, which we always have some sort of disinfecting wipes on hand at our house. Yes, we do. You can't wipe that stuff enough places.
0: <laughs> Unfortunately not.
1: And then in 2009, Lysol came out with hand soaps.
0: Yeah, and I'm still not a fan of the antibacterial hand soaps, just because of the superbugs. You, you keep looking at me when I say superbugs. Okay, so you're killing 99.9% of bacteria on your hands, okay? When you think of 999 you don't have 100 bacteria on your hands, okay? You have millions of bacteria, okay? So the ones that survive are the ones that aren't affected by the antibacterial soap. And most of the bacteria on your skin is harmless to you. It's just there. But there is the occasional coliform bacteria or E. coli or strep that is there. And what happens is those bacteria multiply and they're immune to the effects of that antibacterial. Are you seeing what I'm saying? So that strain is what ends up surviving. And you can't combat it with traditional antibiotics or anything like that because they're immune.
1: Listeners, I just want you to know that I don't use Lysol hand soap, but we do use a major... Brands antibacterial soap because it smells pretty.
0: We use Beth and Body Works.
1: <laughs> and it smells so pretty, and the kids have so much fun playing in it.
0: Yeah. We go through more soap in this house <laughs> and we have a right to.
1: I decided to look into the different products that Lysol is making right now just to get an idea of how broad of a spectrum they're covering now that feminine hygiene is off the table
0: so no tampons
1: no 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 douching highly unrecommended also there were no new statistics on how many people in australia are drinking it to kill themselves anymore
0: well i think now mostly it comes in an aerosol so it's harder to drink
1: no you can buy it in the concentrated still
0: Yeah, but as a rule of thumb, for every one can of concentrated liquid on the shelf, I imagine there's 15 different scents.
1: Oh, we'll get to that.
0: All right. Oh, well, I'll stop.
1: We're going to talk about the different scents. But the products for disinfectants are Lysol Disinfectant Spray, Lysol Disinfectant Wipes, and Lysol Concentrated Disinfectant. Then we go on to the cleaners. Mm. There's Lysol Powder and Free...
0: Is that carpet cleaner?
1: Uh Uh-huh. Lysol all-purpose cleaner.
0: Is that for all purposes?
1: All purposes, except douching.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I kind of got that.
1: Lysol multi-surface cleaner pourable. Lysol pour kitchen cleaner. Lysol bathroom cleaner. Lysol toilet bowl cleaner. Yay. Lysol mold and mildew remover. And then we get into the hand soaps. They have a Lysol no-touch hand soap system and a Lysol touch-of-foam hand wash.
0: No touch or touch-of.
1: Touch. No touch or touch-of. But then I was also... Touch
0: me! Don't touch me.
1: (laughs) I was also interested, as you said, in the different scents. Because smell is a powerful thing with human beings. And if stuff smells nasty, you're less likely to use it
0: true like that vomit you were talking about.
1: The vomit where we had to wear bandanas to clean it up because it was so bad.
0: It was the worst smelling thing I've ever smelled in a long time.
1: But the different scents of Lysol that are on the market right now are Crisp Linen Spring Waterfall Early Morning Breeze Citrus Meadows Vanilla and Blossoms Jasmine and Rain Lemon Breeze, Crisp Mountain Air, and Cherry Blossom and Pomegranate.
0: Who names these things? Really? Like, mm, you know what smell good together? But I have no idea what they smell like. Crisp Mountain Air. Yep. Smells like pine trees and bear poo.
1: So, after you're done in the bathroom and it smells horrible and you decide to sanitize the air... Right. It now smells like you took a crap in the crisp mountain air. <laughs> well,
0: like, the linens, I can understand. you know The, the fresh sheets. That, yeah, you know, it smells like it came out of the washing machine. But not everybody uses the same detergent.
1: I do have to say, though, in my research on this topic, I had no idea that I was going to come upon... Feminine douching.
0: Wow, I thought that was common knowledge. Obviously but, not! Obviously, since you're the feminine amongst us.
1: Well, I've never had a desire no. to squirt mm-hmm. some Lysol at my girl parts.
0: I'm very thankful for that, actually. To die of Lysol poisoning through the vajayjay would be bad.
1: You're telling me. Which, it <clears throat> was happening. Oh, yeah. Lots of people were dying, getting hurt, having...
0: Well, it's like the radium girls, too, you know? You ignorance is bliss but ignorance kills people um and one thing we're stopping with our podcast hopefully we're stopping somebody from doing something ignorant and dying because they didn't know
1: it is not a form of birth control no in fact there was lots of girls still getting pregnant off of this but their babies were having issues
0: yeah that's not cool
1: um i did find with the research on the whole advertising campaign with that though that there were all kinds of European doctors that nobody had ever heard of because they didn't exist that were backing up the idea of Of Lysol douchey.
0: Oh, man. The power of advertising, folks. All right, do you have anything else?
1: Um, No, I'm good now.
0: Well, we do have just a little bit of listener mail. Yay! um
1: it makes us happy it
0: does and first listener mail comes from uh, coffee dreams 26 hello coffee dreams 26 coffee and dreams i don't know when i drink too much coffee i find it hard to sleep <laughs> all right here it goes how big were the puppets in rudolph and where can they be seen on display Does EJ play the eerie guitar music at the beginning and the end of each podcast? Also, thank you for the information. Well, the puppets that were in Rudolph, uh, Santa was nine inches tall and Rudolph was only five inches tall. Um, As far as displays go, it's fickle. Um, I couldn't find any upcoming schedules. Everything I could find was from right around when they found them. But I'll post a link on our Facebook and our Twitter So, you can go ahead and read the HuffPost article that I found. That's the most recent article that I could find about them. And as far as playing the eerie guitar music, yes, that was me. Because those birds chirping fit with it really nicely, and I just couldn't help myself. It does! And we also have an iTunes review, and I'll read that. And this comes from Solid Snake, but the I in Solid being the number one, and the, the E in Snake being the number three. Uh, this podcast is casual and educational at the same time. The hosts are just ordinary people explaining random things that are part of everyday life while they drink. Thank you, Solid Snake. Um, he gave us a five-star review. He also said fun. Fun in there. So thank you. And on that note, we would like to uh, have more Listener Mail and um, iTunes reviews. Any way to get in contact with us, with us is the best way.
1: We get really excited when we, we find do. it.
0: We do. Um, so the best ways to get in touch with us are through our Facebook or Twitter accounts. If you search for Alcahan podcast, you'll find us on both of those. We have an email account that is Alcahan at gmail.com. Um, any other way, Beth? No. Um, Not
1: that I'm aware of, but we're still coming into new things. We have listeners all over the world right now, we found out, which we're also very excited Super
0: excited. Um, Go ahead and check in with us, guys. If you're from the United States, great. If you're from the UK, wonderful. If you're from Egypt or Korea or Australia, let us know. We'd love to hear from you. And on that note... I'm uh, Beth. I'm EJ. And... Happy New Year!
1: Yay!